Welcome to the Single Cell World, the podcast for scientists in which we disentangle single cell technology. Here, frustration and failure are transformed into clarity and understanding. I am Katia Moutinho, and in this podcast, I want to share with you my experience in single cell research. How? In the form of useful advices that you can use in the lab after each episode. Ready to learn? Let's start. Hi, everyone. Welcome to one more episode of this podcast. I'm Katia Moutinho, your host, and I hope you had a great weekend. This episode will be a little bit different from usual. And before I explain you why, I want to tell you that at the Single Cell World website, you will find a new free resource that are free classes. Right now, there is only one, but I promise to you that I will prepare more. The one available right now is entitled Basics of Single Cell Research. And my goal was to do a class that gives general knowledge about single cell research. And it was made especially for beginners in this world, in the single cell world. Of course, I'm seeing, because I can see who watches the class, uh, that some of you that already have a lot of experience are uh, watching the class. And this makes me also very happy. <laughs> so I'm very happy that people are watching this class. If you didn't know about this class, don't worry. I will leave the link just in the podcast episode description for you to have access to it. And so returning to this episode, why is this episode uh, different from usual? Because I did an interview for Frontline Genomics that was published in a playbook that is called the Spatial and Single Cell Analysis Playbook. And by the way, this episode is not being sponsored by Frontline Genomics, okay, by anyone. <laughs> so this playbook is very interesting and I think you should go and have a look because it has different interviews with me, but also with other KOLs, key opinion leaders in the field, other researchers. So go ahead and have a look because it's really a good resource, is available resource. So these episodes are the questions that were made by Frontline Genomics. And here there is not a person asking me these questions. It will be artificial intelligence, okay? And then there will be my answers and this will be me uh, replying to these questions. So I hope you enjoy and let's start then. As a previous single cell group leader and founder of the Single Cell World Platform, what are the most common problems that people have with single cell technologies? The first, the sample preparation. People really struggle to do sample preparation to get individualized cells in suspension with good viability. This, in my opinion, is mainly because of a lack of knowledge. Normally, when we look for a bulk protocol, we find a protocol and we just do the protocol and that's it. But the problem with single cell is that we need happy individual cells in suspension. And how to get them changes a lot between different tissues and even within the same tissue. For example, if there is fibrosis or necrosis, this will influence the tissue dissociation. And if people don't have this in their mind, they will get frustrated. In general, researchers are not aware that they need to optimize a lot of things. Also, most of the times, they don't know what needs to be modified. In standard research, normally we get a protocol that is published and we do it. Well, in general, it works without major changes. There are some exceptions. But in single cell research, this is rare. 
we need to optimize. Second, the data analysis. One of the major concerns for researchers is who will do the data analysis. It is true that single-cell technology companies are offering software that we can use to analyze the data produced always with their technology. But unfortunately, the type of analysis that we get from these friendly user programs are not enough at the time of publishing in peer-reviewed journals. My advice is always for researchers like me that don't have a lot of expertise in data analysis to establish collaborations with data analysis expert groups, but I know that this is also getting difficult. Do you have any advice for people working on difficult tissues, such as human brain? My first advice is optimize, optimize, optimize. Optimize the sample preparation protocol. Even if we find a perfect protocol for that tissue or difficult tissue type, we need to try it in the lab with a small tissue piece or a small number of samples. We need to get used to the protocol. If we are working with fresh tissue or cryopreserved, we need to check if we can get good quality cells or good quality nuclei. If the samples are snap frozen or frozen, this is where people sometimes lack the knowledge that all the cells are dead. We will never get live cells. This is also true for tissues that are fixed in ethanol or methanol. In this case, we must go straight forward for nuclear isolation. We should also perform single nuclear experiments when we have fresh tissues that are difficult to dissociate, like the brain, as you mentioned before, but also fat tissue or pancreas, for example. We can try to get cells, yes, but with these tissues, in my experience, we will get a lot of debris that then will result in poor quality data. And since a lot of people don't have this information, this can be why their experiments fail. I would like also to mention that single cell technology is moving very fast always, but is moving in a way where sample preparation logistics are being simplified. There are already kits that allow us to preserve the cells and continue our experiment after some months, or others with which we can rescue archival material that before we couldn't use to do a single cell or a single nuclear experiments. As part of the Single Cell World Project, you produce an excellent podcast covering topics and trends in single cell. What was the motivation behind the Single Cell World podcast? <laughs> That's a good question. I love podcasts. I love to read, but I don't love to read science papers. It was always an obligation, to be honest. I love to read to disconnect. But if I'm listening to a science podcast, it's easier. I can go for a walk and enjoy life while I'm learning. And since the single cell world is my project, I can decide or I decide what I like most. So I thought, okay, let's do a podcast. This was part of my motivation. And also, I like to talk with people. And it's easier for me to explain through talking rather than with writing. It's true that I also write the single cell world blog because I know that there are other people that don't like to listen to podcasts and they like to read a blog. So I try to do things for everyone. How do we help researchers struggling to keep up with the fast-paced development of these tools? Right now, working as a freelancer, as a scientific advisor, one of my tasks is to be updated on single-cell technology. Before, when I was a group leader, it was different. And I remember that I didn't have time 
to keep myself on top of things. I knew about most of the updates because companies were contacting our lab with new products and new technologies. Otherwise, I couldn't get the time to read, to attend different webinars, to check all social media information that sometimes is crazy. And back then I thought, it will be amazing if there is one place where I can find all this new information, all the updates. And this was one of my goals, and it is one of my goals with the Single Cell World Project, besides, of course, sharing my knowledge and help scientists. So this is my strategy to try to help. What might single cell and spatial biology look like in one five years time? Well, these are the most difficult questions for me to answer. Why? Because I don't plan more than one year in advance. If you ask me, what will I be doing in five years? No idea. Well, <laughs> I can tell you what I wish. In 15 years, I will love to put a biological tissue or cells in a machine with which we could extract all the information, all the information possible, multiomics information and also spatial information in 3D from the tissue or cells in just one go. This is what I will love to see. Okay, so basically less work for the wet lab part and less complications, less optimization of protocols. Yeah, everything to be easier and um, make sure that after we could compare the results between labs. Because if we have a machine where we put our sample and the machine controls everything, this will be less variables that this is what we have right now. Between labs, there is a lot of variables that we cannot control, even if we are doing a great job. So this is my wish. Thank you so much, Katya. So this was my interview with Frontline Genomics. I hope you like it. And I want to tell you that uh, my answers here in the podcast are not literally what is written in the written interview that you will find in the playbook. Uh, but is very, very similar. I would like to thank uh, also to Matthew Higgs for the invitation for this interview. Thank you so much, Matthew. It was a pleasure. Then before I go, two things. Do you remember that in the last episode where I was talking about spatial transcriptomics and the quality checkpoints that we need to do or the quality controls, I mentioned DV200. And I also told you that I couldn't find what DV stands for. But Juan Sobral, thank you so much, he told me what stands for. DV stands for distribution value because um, what is written um, in certain protocols is DV200 is fragment distribution value that should be higher than 200 nucleotides. So DV200 should stand for distribution value. Then the second thing, tell everyone that is listening that this podcast is open for sponsors. So if you are interested in being a sponsor of an episode, just let me know. And yeah, I think it's everything for today. Thank you so much for being there and for listening to this podcast and for giving me feedback. Thank you so much. Ah, thank you so much also to Jacob, that is the AI voice that I use for the questions in this podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Single Cell World podcast. If you think it was useful or you learned something new, 
please spend some seconds rating this podcast on Spotify or leaving a comment on Apple Podcasts. It will make me super, super happy. For more tips or advice, follow me in Instagram or Twitter at SingleCellWorld or simply subscribe our website or blog at www.thesinglecellworld.com. Well, I will wait for you next Monday with a new episode. Music